Time for Talk of the Town with Lisa Kay. It is time for Talk of the Town today. Jessica Potter from the Blue Earth County Historical Society is back in studio. How are you? I'm just fine. Thank you. It's kind of spring. Kind of and kind of not and yeah. rain and snow. That's and spring. Second spring? Yeah, that's First, spring. Second winter? Okay, I'm going to call it spring. I like it spring better because <laughs> it goes away. It might come, but it goes away. That's true. We're, you know, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to so many people about uh, volunteerism because it's National Volunteer Month, right? It's Well, it's I don't know if it's a month, but it's this week for sure. Oh, for sure? Okay. Yes, so National Volunteer Appreciation Week. Okay, okay. I know, there's like every was, day there's something. Everybody that I was talking to say, we want to thank our volunteers. We want... And so many things everywhere get run on volunteer efforts. Yeah, there is so much. And I think that's the, that's, I'm glad. I mean, did you know that this day, this celebration was actually set up in 1974? No. I know. That's, I think is crazy. Um, but I think it also shows how much volunteering is not a new thing. It's right. not a new thing. Right. Um, and so it's it really um, it helps our nonprofit community. It helps our small businesses. It helps um, it helps our community in general. Right. This is what makes our community home um, is the volunteering and contributing your time um, and your talents to different organizations and events and businesses. And so um, this is this is the week we want to say Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, I was thinking about my own world and like, what have I volunteered for? I had two things that I did this weekend that were completely volunteer. Nice. Um, And here's what I say about that is sometimes we volunteer, um, but it always makes a difference in our own lives. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so when you can get out there and help, it's just important to find something to volunteer at that you feel connected to. So I would totally agree. Can feel a part of that. And I, I, I love um, that obviously one of the places you can volunteer is the Blue Earth County Historical Society. But um, so I'll speak on behalf of our volunteers. I love watching them, watching people volunteer together mm-hmm. um, because they build relationships um, that are so unique because they have that right. common thread. Yeah, so people that you're talking about that don't know each other that come together to mm-hmm. work on something, a project. Exactly. Yeah. And what I we have uh, people who have volunteered with us for, gosh, over 25 years um, plus. I mean, there's people who that this is this has been their retirement has been volunteering with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was last fall that a group of ladies that all volunteer in the same space and that for the most part they're always there the same day. Um, they met up for going out for tea. Oh, how nice! Um, and I thought, oh my gosh, how wonderful yes. is that? You know that they got together outside of the organization. Um, but you know, it's so special to see them together in the organization in our building. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the thing about volunteering is that there's something out there for all of us. Um, you could be just on your walk cleaning up garbage as you walk. I mean, mm-hmm. that's volunteering to keep our community clean. Right. So there's just so many different ways. And um, I just I personally, as a as a recipient of those volunteer hours um, as of the organization, I just want to say thank you to everyone out there that gives their time and their talents to our community. So can we ask then, because you do manage volunteers, what types of 
things do people volunteer for with your organization? So there's so many different things. Um, I, I, we One of them, you tell me, what's one of the ways you can volunteer? Well, we did tour guides. Exactly. I know Charlie and I, where we were tour, tour guides. And but exactly. So you can be a tour guide um, on one of our special events or at the Hubbard House uh, for school tours. Mm-hmm. Where, where, um, some uh, Yay, field trips are coming back. Yay. Um, and so we're looking for tour guides that want to work with second graders, little kids, um, and there are people who do data entry. There's people who serve on committees, special events. Um, you know, we have four staff. And so the rest of how we get all of our work done. Four. I don't even know how you get the work done. Well, and that, yeah. you know, every every month I come and talk about all the things going on. And there is a volunteer attached to all of these things. Hmm. So um, plus, 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 you right. know. And so there's just so many. Di- if you have a passion for the work we do, for animals, for gardening, mm-hmm. for um, helping just any way, Meals on Wheels. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can contribute your time. Find what fills your heart. Um, and then that place, I guarantee you, is going to have a volunteer opportunity open for you. Right. Well, okay. So National Volunteer Appreciation Week, at least, um, but also National Preservation Week, I read, which is something that I think many, many years ago, uh, I remember having a conversation with you about like preserving photos and family heirlooms and what we need to do and how important that was to you back then and you know to know that you're still working in it now. Yeah, um, yeah, I've I've only been doing that for like 25 years, right. but but don't do the math. Um, that's it's not a good. <laughs> we day all for stay math. the same age. That's right. Um, so this is I'm going to talk about preservation in two different ways today. This is next week, April 24th through the 29th is National Preservation Week. And what that means to those of us that are history geeks is it is the preservation of the written materials and artifacts. Um, So books, photographs, maps, atlases, wedding dresses, family quilts. It's how do we take care of those things, whether it's it's um, in a public collection like the Historical Society or it's in your own personal collection. Mm -hmm. This is just that point in time to to kind of take a, a moment to say, wow, you know, how are we taking care of grandma's quilt? Right. Or where are those family photographs? Are they stored in the right place? And so um, to draw a little bit of extra attention to it, this is a great time if you ever have questions about how to store things in your home, how to take care of things that are part of your family's heritage. Um, we are a resource. Mm-hmm. We don't. You don't have to um, donate them to us just for us to help you take care of them. That is what our job is. So we can give you lots of tips and tricks on how to take care of things. Okay, so if I have inherited my grandmother's XYZ, whatever it is, or have something... That sounds like a really interesting object. I know, right? How do I take care of it? (laughs) But you can literally call the Historical Society and say, I have this textile, I have this newspaper, I have this whatever. What's the best way to store? Definitely. We're, We're there. We're a resource. I mean, what we do, a lot of people don't realize what our job really is. Our job is we're in the business of storage. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Historical Society has been collecting and preserving the history of this county for 120 plus years. And so our job is storage. And so we know how to store things long term. And um, there's the right ways and there's not so right ways. Right. Um, and so my key that I always tell people. So if you have a takeaway at all, um, it's two things. One, reversibility. So if you um the perfect thing to think about is um, your photographs. Yeah. Um, I see a pink pen on your desk. Do not write on the backs of your photographs with a pink pen um, <laughs> because that will actually bleed through the photograph and oh. it will damage it. 
Uh, Maybe so, not this year or next year. Yeah, but, but long term it will. Road. So reversibility, everything should be reversible. So if you're gonna if you're gonna laminate something, that's not reversible. Right. So just think about that. And then the second thing is your family collection wants to live where you live. So if you do not live in your attic above your garage, mm-hmm. or if you do not live in the really wet, um, moist part of your basement, do not make your things live there because they want to live where you live mm. because of the temperature and humidity changes. That will have a great effect on your collection, whether it's a photograph or a, a wedding dress. So make sure your things live where you live. Doesn't mean they have to be on display. Right. Just find a closet like on the main floor of the house that isn't going to feel that humidity and temperature change a lot. Um, in the basement might be perfectly fine, but if you have a really wet gross basement that you don't even want to go into Mm -hmm. don't make your stuff live down there because that's when you'll feel you'll um, start smelling that mold and mildew and then you'll be like oh this is yucky i just throw it away no don't throw it away either because we can help you with that wow i know we're like preservation superstar right i mean but you never know i you were talking about that and it just brought me back to a photo album from my childhood that ha- and and I think when we know better we do better right oh, yeah. yeah um that we have this old photo album I can still see it it's a spiral bound red yep. covered you know peel back uh-huh. and stick the photos now the photos are stuck there permanently we exactly. can't move them because right. they're you're either going to have one or two things happen they the glue is going to dry up and they're all going to fall out mm-hmm. or the glue is going to be super glue and it is never going to come out but there's ways to get it out okay so I'll, oh. ta- I'll I'll give you some tips. Yeah, we and should tricks. do a whole show. I think we were talking about doing a whole show on what to do with our family photos yeah, and how and, to store those. But just know that we can help. And now, obviously, technology has changed so much mm-hmm. that there's a lot of things you can do to, to in place of right. um, trying to get those photos out. But if you were to rip that photo out, you'd actually break the emulsion on the back of the photograph, so it'd be curled. Uh huh. So you don't want to do that. You want to make sure you keep all the layers of that particular wow. photograph together. So much National Preservation week so a couple of different ways to think about preservation exactly so this is one way to think about preservation and then i'm going to go ahead and let's just talk about the next one sure the next one is historic preservation month which is the month of may so what is the difference between historic preservation and just plain old preservation Mm -hmm. well it's that fancy little word historic in front of it and I really wish they would have come up with with better ways to describe this because the general public, you're just like, whatever. You're just talking about preservation. This is the preservation of the built environment. This is a preservation oh. of place. Mm-hmm. So that's where you get the historic in front of it. Um, so if you hear me talking about the Historic Preservation Commission mm-hmm. or Historic Preservation, um, the so it's called the National Register of Historic Places. So we're talking like buildings. Building places. Um, and so the month of May is dedicated to the history of place and the preservation of place. Okay. So that's how that's a little bit different. But um, this is, we're taking it from um, the objects that we have in our family collections or that are, are stored at the Historical Society to looking at our buildings and our built environment and the history of, of the places that we um, are all surrounded by history with. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is a really great way for everybody to, to start Especially as spring comes along, I love that Historic Preservation Month is in May because this is the time to get out and do some walking tours, um, take in 
some of the heritage plaques. There are actually 18 heritage plaques in Mankato. So take them in and go see all of the historic places around our community. And the Hubbard House opens in May. Um, All kinds of fun stuff to really reflect on the history of the the buildings and the built environment. And um, the new sculptures for the City Art Sculpture Walking Tour will come on May. Another great opportunity to walk around downtown. Look at the sculptures, but look at the buildings too and right. realize the, the different people who have walked that same sidewalk that you're walking a hundred years ago and just imagine what that life was like. When you say that there are 18 plaques around, is there a way that we can find out where those plaques are? So there are some different maps um, around, usually through Visit Mankato, which is our local visitors bureau. Um, there are some different maps that have those placed out. Um, if you go on to the Historical Society's website, I think that we've got them all mapped out on there as well. Okay. Um, a lot of the heritage plaques we've talked about in our podcast that we do right here on the station on Saturdays at 11.05. So you can go on to our, the Historical Society's website. Um, our podcast is called Surrounded by History. So if you go onto our website and do backslash podcast, you'll have a full list. And so most of the heritage plaques, if not all of them, have actually have a, an audio uh, podcast that goes along with them. And that oh, will help you learn a little bit more, too. I like to do a little research before you go there. Mm-hmm. And that's the geek in me. So <laughs> I know beforehand what I'm looking for, what I'm looking at. Um, There's a lot. Um, so the heritage plaques can only hold so much right. text. And so with doing the podcast, we're able to expand on those stories. So it's a 20 minutes worth of hearing more of the story of, of these different plaques and what happened in these different places. So you could um, go to a plaque and then actually download the um, podcast and listen to it while you're in that space and just imagine the history that surrounds you. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, thank you for doing that, by the way, because I know that's a lot of work on your part. Oh, but it's I know so much it's, fun. It's like labor of love, right? It is a very labor. It fills <laughs> my cup. Uh, I know that when kids have school breaks and things like that, we're always looking for something to do, and we should always remember the History Center. Exactly. We're open um, Tuesday through Saturday. So if you have a random day off, I mean, we're getting to the end of the school year, so even in the summertime, you're like, oh, what am I going to do with the kids? We've gone so many places so many times. I, we've got to pick somewhere else. Bring them down to the History Center. Um, There are kid-friendly exhibits. Um, There's a discovery lab where kids can touch history um so the probably my favorite thing is the typewriter and the rotary telephone (laughs) Um, those are two very fun things that kids have absolutely no idea what they are so it's fun to be able to it's gonna be fun to watch for you like just it is i think it's fun for for parents and grandparents to be like well let me dial my phone number and they just look at you like how do you even know your phone number from when you were a kid you know (laughs) that type of thing so they're just it's a fun um all ages environment. I think it, it's, I love, honestly, one of my favorite things is, is when it's multiple generations together mm-hmm. because you hear them tell their story when they're in those spaces. Right. So it's great. Great opportunity um, to stop down at the History Center. We should talk about the um, self-guided tours because it's coming to a close in May. It is. We have had a lot of fun this spring, this this. Uh, Um, We started this in February and it will run until May 10th. So what this is, self-guided history tour of Lincoln School, also known as our Lincoln Community Center. 
Um, we have been working with the community center um, this year to celebrate its 100th birthday. And um, we have an exhibit at the History Center on display until school gets out. So, and June 10th is our last day. Stop. And um, so we are going to have our last self-guided tour of the building on May 10th from 2 to 4 p.m. It's an opportunity. It's free. You can come um, and tour the building at your own pace and learn the history of some of the spaces within the building. Um, It's a beautifully preserved building which um we are so lucky that it they, the people that um i want to say live in that building but they work in that building right. is probably a better way to say it mm-hmm. um they care so much about the building mm-hmm. they have taken great care of it and so this is a wonderful way if you went to school there if you didn't go to school there but you've always been curious like what was that what's that so this is just a, a wonderful opportunity to celebrate the 100th birthday of lincoln school Man, and Young Historians is still rolling. I just want to give you my daughter because she would totally be into this. We were, did I tell you this last time I saw you? I don't remember about the uranium glass thing that she was spouting off about. We were at a store and there is, uh, there's like some glassware that looked like depression glass, right? And it's back. It's Mm -hmm. back. It's like it's new again Mm because nobody ever invented that look before. Right. And uh, I said, that's funny. I said, we had that, like my grandmother had that. My mother had my grandmother's Mm -hmm. glass that looked like that. This is not new. I just told her, just so you know, this is not a new thing. And she said something about, this looks like uranium glass. It was something about being banned in World War II. She had this whole thing. And I just looked at her and she's like, Manhattan Project, mom. Like, I was like, what (laughs) are you talking about? (laughs) I love it. You need my kid. I love it. I love it. So anyways, I mean. I I have the place for all (laughs) history geeks, all little kid history geeks. If you have one in your family. I have one. We have a place for them. It is called Young Historians. It happens the second Saturday of every month. Um, during the school year, so September through May. So the last one for the school year is on May 13th at 10 a.m. Um, it runs till noon. It's a two-hour hands-on workshop. So it's not a come-and-go type of thing. It's come and spend two hours exploring history, interacting with history. You might be uh, trying a food from that time period. You might be doing an activity from that time period, watching videos. I mean, all kinds of different things. Um, And the month of May or May 13th, they're going to talk about World War II. So perfect. She can come in and talk about uranium glass, (laughs) um, which I think is fantastic. Um, If you're not familiar with uranium glass, it is pretty spectacular. Look it up. That's all I'm going to say. Look it up. It is pretty spectacular. Well, we're, I'm going to send her your direction. I, think. I love but it. Do I we love need to it. register for that? Do they? Are they? We like you to register ahead of time, so we like if we're going to do a, an activity, we have enough um, supplies on hand. Mm-hmm. So you can give us a call at three four five 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 six six at the History Center and just register your kiddos. We also encourage um, a family member to stay. Because I personally think there's so much, like you, like you're like the Manhattan Project, what are you talking about? Now, if you would have been able to sit with her and hear it the same time she was hearing it, you guys could have had a very different type of dialogue. So it's a great, if you can stay, I think it's a great opportunity to share with your kids. Um, And then you've got something really cool that you have in common and that you can share and that you can 
you know, geek out about together. Yeah. I always thought, I thought, well, the teacher becomes the student yep. here. Right? Exactly, yeah, exactly, so. which is fantastic. I and love that it. same day um, is going to be our free second Saturday. Yeah, those so are going well. They are going well. So again, if you haven't been down to the History Center and you want to come check it out, try to figure out like, really, would my kiddos like this? Um, just come check it out on a free Saturday, um, all day, 10 to 4, um, opportunity to come down. We also have some um, special family activities like a like a scavenger hunt throughout the building mm-hmm. um, and some different things like that. The research center is also open and free that day. And in May, they're going to highlight one of our um, resources, which is our city directories and how to use them. Um, the city directories are like priceless when it comes to doing research, either family history research, house history, business history. Oh, sure. Um, if you're trying to understand like what was at that building and, and what's the story behind it all slam packed in the city directories. Cool. They are like they are, they're the best resource if you're doing any kind of local research. So if we want to get in touch with you, have any questions about this, let's get the website address out or we sure a can. follow on social media. It is blueearthcountyhistory.com is our website. You can give us a call at 507-345-5566 or, of course, stop down at the History Center at 424 Warren Street in downtown Mankato. I mentioned the Hubbard House. does not open until Labor, uh, Memorial Day. So you heard me say it opens in May, but I just have to say that. Late. late May. Late May. Don't don't come on May 1st because it won't be open yet. <laughs> we'll come at the end of May and uh, you'll be back to remind us about that. That's right. Sure. All right. Jessica, thank you so much. Good to thank see you. Thank you.